Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. What's going on, family? It's your man Gerard Bonner of Bonner Fide Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. You know what we do about this time. We call it Heart to Heart, where we go one-on-one with Pastor Heart Ramsey, and we hear the heart of God by way of the man of God. Pastor Heart is hanging out with us today. Pastor Heart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. How are you doing? I am fantastic. So, in a previous podcast, we started touching on this, and I don't think we've officially talked about it, so we've got to do it. Colin Kaepernick uh, has been in the news for quite some time. It was last season that he started this whole taking a knee during the national anthem to really protest uh, the violence of African American, or the violence against African Americans by uh, cops and the like, and it's really turned into a life of its own. He since left the team that he was on. He has yet to be hired by another team. In the meantime, this whole kneeling during the national anthem thing uh, has taken on a life of its own to the point where uh, President Donald Trump has gotten involved. He has uh, made some rather derogatory remarks about the NFL players who have participated. Uh, there have been some owners who have said, if you kneel, you will not play. Uh, there's been all kinds of scuttlebutt about this. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, do you think that the kneeling during the national anthem really is an issue? And why has it become such an issue where it's really almost overtaken the very game of football itself? Right. You know, Gerard, first of all, I spent 11 years in the military. I spent five years in Germany um, during the Cold War. Um, the first the first couple of years were during the actual Cold War. Matter of fact, that, uh, I left Germany the year in April of 1989. The wall, the Berlin Wall came down months later. Oh, wow. So the entire time I was there, th- there was this tension between the U.S., the, the then USSR, mm-hmm. um, the Soviet Union, and the United States. And we were, uh, we were living under the cloud of war for the entire time I spent um, in, in Europe and then... Um, up to, I got out in 1992, so um, actually, yeah, three years after the Cold War was basically over. Mm-hmm. With that being said, um, part of what I understood as my mission in the United States Army was to defend the freedoms that we enjoy in the, in the United States. The Constitution was 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 something that they drilled. Um, you you are here to defend the Constitution of the United States. We we were sworn in with the same oath, um, basically that the president and his cabinet receive. Mm. Um, the, every every person that's being a naturalized citizen takes this oath. Every soldier, Marine, we, we took the same oath. And so um, when when I see um, or Colin Kaepernick or whomever kneeling um, for the national anthem, that is their right to kneel. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing that people need to understand. When I was in the military, what used to offend me 
was whenever Americans, not people overseas, will get mad at us. Americans will burn our flags. Go back, go back in the, into the, um, the mid-80s to the, to the mid-90s, and there was like a decade period right there where people will burn in, the, in America. Mm-hmm. Americans, white Americans will burn our flag. I remember that. And that would offend me because my thing was not that I, I, I worship the flag, but my thing is how are you gonna burn your own flag? Here's a there's a, a, a little known fact in the in the military, everyone was given a thing called flag detail. Okay. You had to as a part of our training uh, learn to use weapons. We learned to use all kinds of weapons in the military, but a part of it also was how to handle the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, so in peacetime, they would teach us how to how to how to fold the flag as part of our training, how to raise the flag and show honor, mm-hmm. how to lower the flag and show honor, and how to, different things, how to present a flag. Okay. Um, if, if the flag uh, in battle, if if, uh, if we had to take the flag down, how to treat the flag that we took down mm. before we before we made our, our retreat. We learned all these things about a flag. So you have to understand that um, one, of the, one of the most dishonorable things you could do to a flag is let it touch the ground. Okay. Um, the, the, if you know anything about the flag code, you, um, it's against the law. It is illegal to wear the flag as clothing. Really? Yes, it's in the flag code. You, to, to, you see people wearing um, the flag as swim trunks and shirts and all. Right. It's illegal. It's literally against the law. It's written in the code. Wow. But there is no code in the, or no law in the, in the flag code that says that you can't kneel. Wow. The, let me tell you what the big issue is. The big issue with this flag situation, is that uh, Kaepernick, from the beginning, everyone knew what he was protesting. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew it. it. It was clear to everyone. It came on the heels of some egregious acts by by our rogue police officers. They were back to back to back to back, so much so to the point that we were putting hashtags on social media, and we got tired of putting. We were running out. We were listening. We could keep up with the names. Right. Right. At one point, they were killing them two a week. That's right. And so, and so now, now the powers that be um, divided the the the, um, the people in the United States between those who believe. Watch this now. Uh, who, who believe in the police officers and those who believe in in quote unquote black like Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. And they, they they took the issue and they changed it. But that's what the devil does. Right. The, the, the devil always changes um, the the conversation. To fit what he wants to address and not the, the real issue, mm. it's demonic. And so the, all these people that, that, that are talking about, um, they're offended. And, and, and you, no matter how many times you tell them, Gerard, it's not about the flag, it's not about the military, it's not about the national anthem. They don't want to hit. They never address it. Right. They, they never address the thing we're saying it is, which, because there's so much evidence. It's a mountain of evidence against. Um, Against these the rogue cops and the abuse and the injustice and 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 all, not only do they kill unarmed black men in particular, but then they they're let off um, or either with with a slap on the wrist or or not even indicted. They if they're indicted, they're found not guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're suspended with pay. Just craziness. Right. It's craziness. And so uh, what I what I believe um I, I'm gonna say this. I believe that the people, a lot of the people. Who have an issue with kneeling for the flag in their heart of hearts, they know they're wrong. Mm. They know it. They, the Bible says that they have their, their conscience. They have, their conscience is telling them they're wrong. Mm-hmm. They know it. Mm. They know it. It's the, the whole the whole thing is it, it it takes too much for them to admit there is a problem. Right. That there is a cause. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's it's really. It, <sighs> 
And it's it, it almost becomes so frustrating because you try very hard not to uh, make the line black and white. But it almost seems just like that. I mean, there are a percentage of our Caucasian brothers and sisters who get it and who understand the struggle. I think about Eminem and the things that he had to say not long ago at the BET Hip Hop Awards. Uh, And a lot of uh, the entertainment community in Hollywood seems to get it. And they have been very expressive in their um, support of this type of thing. But there's a large percentage that doesn't. Why do you think it is that we have come to, for lack of a better term, almost deify the flag as opposed to what the flag is supposed to represent? Well, first of all, now we're going in a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a thing called nationalism. Yes. A part of, I wonder, remember I mentioned earlier in one of the earlier podcasts, we were talking about um, when I was in school, I took this course on um, history of world religions. Yes. And and one of the things that we, when we studied the, the, um, the Asian religions, in particular the Japanese religions, mm-hmm. um, we found that, that, that in addition to worshiping their ancestors, they worship their nation. Really? Right. Oh. Nationalism is a religion. Oh wow. And so the so the and so America America is right now is an idol worshiping nation. Wow. Um not you see what let me tell you about the problem that we have in America. On the left side, we have we have this amalgamation of, of compassion and humanism. Mm-hmm. On the right side, we have this amalgamation of of religion and and um, I call it bigotry. Okay, that's basically what it is. But but it's actually uh, the bigotry is rooted in a nationalistic view that that um uh, that our nation, like make America great again, it's it's almost as if the kingdom of God doesn't exist to them. Mm. And now this is an issue. Mm-hmm. So just like the Christians during the Crusades, carried the, the, the cross as an emblem while they did ungodly things to the Muslim and Jews. Right. They subjugated whole people groups, killed them under the name, under the banner of the cross. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the cross was their emblem. What, what we're doing today is we, we, um, they have established a new religion. It's not new. They went back to the religion of nationalism, worshiping the nation, mm. and the, the flag and the anthems are symbols of their faith. My goodness. And so and so the, the same spirit that that um goes against uh, um the, like for example uh, if you ever seen um there was a situation years ago where where a cartoonist I believe in France made made a joke about Muhammad did you yes, remember that? Yes, I remember that. Well listen, they, they burn they they shot up the place, they burned down some place they, they sure they did. Burned, that's because what happens is, is that when you are a passionate part of, of a, a idolatrous religion, when you are worshiping false gods, mm. the only thing you have to connect you to them are the emblems. Wow. Because watch it now. Because remember, uh, uh, the, the, um, the definition of a false religion is a man-made religion. Right. And if a man makes it, then the, uh, the way he worships it is by the, is by the thing that represents it. Mm. So, so back in the day, they had um, astro poles and totem poles, and, and they'll plant groves and go worship there. Um, um, so that's how they worship the, the God that they made. And so America, and I'll be honest with you, I keep saying this. I do not see America in the book of Revelation. Mm. And, 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 and could it be, could it be that, that we took, in addition to the fact that on the left, 
uh, when I say left, I'm talking about politically, that people became, we became so liberal that we became immoral. Mm. And that not only that, it was one, it's one thing to, for me to believe that certain things are right that are really not right, but it's another thing for me to try to enforce them on other people. Right. You know, I saw a thing on, on recently on, on a social media post where um, a guy basically, uh, he made the cover of, of some big magazine. He's a trans. Okay. And, and his thing was basically, ain't it hard to be a woman? Mm. And so, so a lot of the women were really offended with that. Their thing was like, if you think makeup and, and, and eyelashes and dressing in drag makes you a woman, then you don't understand periods and, mm-hmm. and they, they went in. Yes. Okay, so so uh, what what it comes down to to me is that on the left side you have America's gone so far liberal that we've we're taking things that are immoral and calling them righteous, mm. and on the, on the right politically on the right side we've turned our religion into idolatry, good grief, and bigotry. Where if you don't be- if you don't believe the way I believe, then I have the right to harm you mm-hmm. or disenfranchise you, and 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 they, and then. In addition to that, when you start thinking on that wise, when your nation becomes your God, then, then of course, colonialism, you want to sub- subjugate other people to you. That's colonialism. Mm-hmm. Or you want you want to turn your dollar into the, the high and mighty. And, and that's capitalism. Right. So what we're dealing with is, 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 is America under the grips of a demon spirit that has got us um, worshiping. Our nation. And, and so what going back to where we originally started, so, so men like Kaepernick who are kneeling to them, it's an offense against the nation. Mm. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to make a statement right now. Don't get offended with the saints. It, and, and for some people, nationalism is is actually equal to whiteness. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 So, what, so that thing is you kneeling while the anthem is being played and the flags are being displayed is an offense to my whiteness. Wow. Because in their minds, there is a master race. There is a superior race. Mm-hmm. And that de- that deception itself is from the pits of hell. Right. Because the only one that's sovereign, the only one that's, that's, that's a supreme is God. That's right. So. That's right. No, no, no. That's 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 heavy and that's necessary because now this now you, you, you throw in there the support of nationalism that we see from our evangelical Christians. <laughs> um, and now we have an interesting thing because the question is, who's winning, nationalism or Christianity in the eyes of some of these people? And for those of us who don't necessarily support nationalism, it looks like nationalism is beating out Christianity. So talk to the person who right now is struggling between nationalism and yet they say they're a Christian. Gerard, that thing is so prevalent right now. There are people who are leaving churches because the flag is not being displayed in the sanctuary. You got to be kidding me. No, for real. Wow. Different. I just had a lengthy conversation with a dear friend of mine. We've been doing business for years and, and he, his offense with his leadership is that the flag is not being displayed on the platform anymore. It's out in the foyer. And he wants the flag right up there next to the cross. Oh, my Lord. And sees nothing wrong with it. He sees nothing wrong with it. And so, and so yes, in, in our time right now, nationalism is winning. I'm concerned, though. I'm concerned that, that I don't, the world is going to, the world 
lieth in darkness. That's the scriptures. The world lies in dark. It's, 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 it's dark in the world. But the church, we're the light and we have the light of the world with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. My concern is, is that when, when the church, the evangelical church endorses this kind of foolish idolatry, what does it communicate to those who have yet to see the light of Christ? It, so, they can't tell us apart. Mm. They can't tell us apart. The Bible says the way we, ide- we are identified in the world, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have loved one to the other. Right. And so when we begin to show love, not to, to the world, to each other, when we begin to treat each other with the respect and love of Christ, that we are both with the price, when we begin to to acknowledge that in each other, the world takes note and identifies us as the people of the way. That's what they were called before they were called Christians, the people of the way. These people are different from us. And some people would even, the Bible says back in the book of Acts, they would join themselves to that group just to see how they functioned. Mm. Just to be a part of what they had. Um, people, ain't nobody looking at the church and envying our position anymore because we're so confused. Because we, we've all turned aside to different things. Mm-hmm. And I've, I counsel so many people, Gerard, who are so exasperated right. with with the with the, this whiteness of church. When I say whiteness of church, I'm talking about, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go in. I'm, and some people may get offended, but you know what? Sometimes it's good to get offended before you get delivered. That's true. Here's the thing. There, there, are, there are churches where, in, in the South, first of all, you know, uh, our church um, is, is a pretty, for Alabama, we're a pretty large church. And so, mm-hmm. um, but, but, but we were doing a study years ago. What we found was uh, we could not keep white people in our church. Now, right now in Dalton, we, we have quite a bit of uh, 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 Caucasian families that join the church. And we've seen the same thing in, in, in uh, Montgomery as well, mm-hmm. um, more than before. Okay. But, but in, in the South, what's considered an interracial church or, or, or inter, uh, co- a multicultural church is a church where the leadership is white, mm-hmm. the culture is white, which when I say culture, I speak of the music mm-hmm. and the expression of the church, it's white, but the congregation is mixed. That's considered a legitimate and bona fide um, multicultural church. Right. If you have a church with that same um, demographic, but the leadership is black and the cultural expression leans more to the, the urban or African-American persuasion, it's not considered a multicultural church. You're right. It's considered a black church. Mm-hmm. And, and and even in the white community, white community, they ask the people, why are you going to that black church? Mm. See, that's the first thing. The definition is mixed up. Now, let's go a step further. What is a multicultural church? And what's the difference between a multicultural church and a multiracial church? Mm-hmm. A multiracial church is when there are several um, races coming to the church or se- several different um, um or racial or races made up. Mm-hmm. When I say race, I'm not talking about, of course I'm not talking about human race, I'm talking about color of your skin. Right. Um a multi-ethnic church is a church where you have different uh, many people from different nations. Mm-hmm. But a multicultural church in which we see very few of these is where not only are we different races and maybe different nations, but we express ourselves in different cultures. Yes. So that the expression from the pulpit and from the platform, which is a preaching and the worship, is not uh, uh, uniquely uh, the property of one race. In other words, we're not going to come across and all our songs ain't going to be Hill song. Right, right. There's going to be some Fred Hammond. There's going to be some, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we, we try our best to, to meet people where they are and to express ourselves the way people live. I mean, they, they come from different backgrounds. Right. The problem in the church is, in America is, in our, in our minds, um, Christianity, or what was called traditional evangelical Christianity, is synonymous with, again, white culture. Mm. 
And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I know God. Mm-hmm. Here's how God operates. If we, he gives space to repent of that foolishness. Yes. And if, they, if, a, if a divided church is what they want, a lot of the, the, the constituency that is not of their ethnic persuasion, is going, they're going to leave them. Mm. And they're going to do exactly what they've been taught to do, find their own or be loyal to their own. Mm. It's, it's a wickedness before the Lord. The will of the Lord is, is that we, we are planted wherever he plants us, whether, you know, regardless of the, of, the, of the color of the skin. Because what we have in Christ is deeper than skin color, is deeper than where I was born, mm-hmm. is deeper than my cultural background. It's all, it's all that and more. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. We got something to say. Listen. Did you know that there is power in your words? Cement that with the brand new remixes to the single It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir. Pick up the remixes to It Is So from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, available now at all digital outlets. Let's go! Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. No, 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 no. And and I think a lot of this speaks to these, uh, I don't even know how to say it. I'll just say this, these uh, secretive power trips that happen you know (laughs) these secret hierarchies that are out there where you know in front of the people everything looks looks even yes but behind closed doors we know there's a certain hierarchy that's happening and people talk about it and so we're starting to see the covers pulled off of this in hollywood um harvey weinstein uh has been accused of some pretty egregious things lately And uh, it started with one letter. And now you've got over 60 women 
who uh, have jumped on board. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o had an uh, an article in the New York Times earlier this week that was just, oh my gosh, if you get a chance to read it, it is just, it, it walks through word by word her experiences with this man. And so many people have now come out, you know, high-powered actresses uh, making these statements. And then there's another prominent director um, who I have seen. There's like 30 women that have come out to talk about this guy. What is happening right now with, first of all, why people think they can still get away with these kinds of things? And then I'll ask my follow-up after that. So let's start with this. What do you think started this culture of secrecy in Hollywood, which I know is happening in other places as well. You know, um, let's start with Hollywood for a, minute, a moment. And, mm-hmm. and I heard one person, I saw, I, I, I'm not up on this. I never knew it started with a letter. I don't know whose letter it started with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know it was up to 60. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. But what I do know is um, one person I think was asked, uh, about why the women weren't saying anything. And her, the, her response was because these powerful men can crush your dream in a moment. Absolutely. And so, and so I believe what happened in Hollywood was it became a, um, a, a culture of acceptance. They, they got to the place where uh, people were just saying, man, that's just the way it is. Right. And, and, and it's always the way it is until it's challenged and, 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 and exposed for the ugliness that it really is. Mm-hmm. And, and so in a situation like this, um, um, I, I promise you, um, uh, uh, Weinstein is the, is the guy that's out there in the forefront right now. But how, I wonder how many guys right now are sweating bullets wanting, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I wonder, oh, oh my God, I hope it, it doesn't come to me. Because a lot, because when one person does it and get away with, gets away with it, then other people start doing it. It becomes a standard. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a video clip of, of Courtney Love. Yes. Um, in, in the 80s, in the middle 80s, warning women on camera. She was just joking. At us, on, she turned her head to the side. She said, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. She said, but if, she said, if you're invited to a, a party at so-and-so don't, by Harvey Weinstein, don't go. Mm-hmm. You saw that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it is it's it's been it's 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 the joke of the casting clout couch. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I know growing up, I didn't know what it meant. And then you know you you hear it, but you don't know where it started, and you don't know. But this is apparently a very real thing. It is, and and I think eventually, um, before it's all said and done, I think that it's gonna um it, the the rules will be rewritten. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, a lot of powerful people are going to take payouts. Uh, if not payouts, they they're going to um have to eventually just um um to walk away. Yeah. Because because it's going to come out that that they were doing they were playing the game and 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 many of them know that because they have to sign off on certain parts of a person's career that some women are willing to uh, not just women some men are willing to do anything. Sure. 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 Yeah, you, you see that type of thing. And, and in some of the stories that I've read, you know, it was this whole thing of, well, I have to meet this person because he has great clout. And then they ask you to do something uncomfortable and you're not sure. Should you? Shouldn't you? Do you say anything because you don't want to mess up your, uh, you know, your opportunities to advance in your career and things of that nature? And so it makes me just wonder 
obviously when you have this type of thing happening in one place and it's kind of like, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and obviously we, we know that it, obviously Hollywood's not the only place. But, but here's the question. How does that kind of culture get created? Because I feel like it's the power thing, whether it is in, you know, people using their power to take advantage of people sexually or if it creates privilege opportunities for others. I just feel like there's a culture of that, and I think we're starting to see it more in our country. How does this come about and how do we fix it? I think it's complicated, but I think it begins with with a primal lust hmm. where um um you have power, you've worked your way into a position, or maybe you you were you were forced to do things you didn't want to do mm-hmm. to enjoy the the power and privilege that you have. And so to see other people coming in, you kind of, th- th- these guys kind of look for something that they can get from this person to use as dues mm-hmm. to get to where you want to go. And unfortunately for women in that industry, it's beauty, it's sexuality, it's, and, and they take advantage of, of some good people and they rob them of their dignity, if not their chastity um, in, in the process. So by the time um, they, they get to where they're going, it's at a price and, and, and they're not going to expose it because they're ashamed of the fact that they have to sell a, a part of their soul, if not the entire soul, to get to where they are right. um, or to be a star. I have to I have to first be a whore or be mm-hmm. or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard some horrible stories of being of literally being passed around. Wow. Of being passed around so so you could so you could be um welcome into the club and and there were some people that didn't mind doing it because listen they were gonna make it by the hook of the crook the, right. the, the goal was to make it and they they had sold everything they had and moved out to L A and and they were, they weren't gonna let a a, a a roll in the hay stop them from enjoying the success mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even now although there's sixty people stepping forward I promise you there's still others that are big names that will never say anything about it they're too ashamed wow. Because because at the end of the day, when they do if they do go to court about it, the person the other person will have to admit that yes, I knew what they were doing was wrong, but I played the game for my own gain. Mm. It's a shame, but and it's that's, that's the way the, the a certain part of the world works. It's it's, tar- it's terrible. It it is terrible. Let, let me ask this: do do we? And this is almost so taboo, but eh, um, does this kind of thing happen in church? Listen, you know, you you know, yeah, I, I was thinking it. I wasn't gonna say it like, if you didn't ask. <laughs> I I just have this feeling, but I, I'll let you say it. And if you say it, then I won't need to say it. So I, 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 it happens. It happens, unfortunately, and and, and ashamedly, it does, man. Mm. And, and and it's not only and, and in some cases, it's not sexuality. It's 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 um what we refer sometimes as kissing the ring. We there's certain ah. things you have to do. You have to sell off a. a, a, a mortgage a part of your integrity just to be a part of the accepted circle and in some situations it is sexual wow it, it is demonic sexual favors being done for 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 weak-minded and 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 power uh, corrupt men and women um and and I've, I've i've counseled quite a few i've seen it and play out um i've heard some some horrible stories about about gospel music hmm. about 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 stuff um, ha- stuff like that happened in the gospel music industry in years gone by. I don't know how how prevalent it is now, but back in the day, there was some things. There were some things that happened where where people, in order to get a deal, they had to they had to be this and do that and 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 tolerate this and tolerate. And it's a it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, 
it's it's a shame and i just i i hate that there are these cultures that have been created uh where people um who are in power uh don't allow other people to kind of rise up the ranks with their own merit uh right instead they you know look to take advantage and i i think it's i think it's horrible and i guess my concern is I just feel like these kinds of I don't know it's it's like this when, when when I worked in the corporate world and we would be investigating someone it would right. always start with one little thing that seemed really kind of off mm. and then you uh, there was enough of it that would happen that would cause you to all right I've got to listen into some more of their calls I got to investigate what they're doing. And then you start discovering the pattern and you realize that, okay, well, it's not, they don't do this on every account. They do it maybe on every other account or they, you know, there's a pattern to it. And then you start realizing, holy cow, this is what they've done. And part of me just looks at it and I go, okay, if this is happening in Hollywood and it's starting to come out, what about the church yeah you know and so let me okay so i'll do it this way let's say that there's somebody listening to the podcast who is the victim of you know some sort of uh inappropriate requests made of them to advance in their church or in their workplace or whatever how, what what do you say to them, and then what do you say to the person who's perpetrating this? First, let me, I, I want to address the person that's perpetrating this. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you're doing this, you're putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah. Forget man for a minute. Mm-hmm. God, God so frowns on that type of manipulation and abuse of power. It's abuse. Yes. He frowns on it. And, and there's no way in the world, even, even if you do, the Bible says some men sins follow them to judgment and other men's sins go before them to judgment. So if you're one of the people that, that it doesn't come out in this life, man, you still got to face God when, as it relates to this. Wow. That, you, that you can't do that. Yeah. You can't, you just can't. And if, you, if you're a person and, and you've been offered a position in exchange for some type of favor that's inappropriate, man, th- th- I'm going to tell you this. First of all, um, my bishop used to <laughs> tell a story. I don't know if I could get it right, but he, he um, He's talking about this guy that um, um, had this woman working for him. He would go to her and, and say, I give you, I give you um, $25,000 sleep. And she said, what does that look like to you? Mm. And so he said, so he, he offered 50. She said, no way. He said, 100,000. She said, that's tempting, but no way. So he said, half a million dollars. Mm. She said, when and where? Wow. Watch this now. And so the guy said, the guy said, now that we've established, she said, and he says, um, he said, she, after he said half a million dollars, she, he said, okay, well, well, would you do it for, for $50? And she said, what do you think I am? He said, that's already been established. Oh, wow. Now let's negotiate a fair price. Wow. I, I pray I did that, that, um, that story some justice to, to paint the picture. You see, I don't care. I don't care what your gift is. Once you sell yourself out. To get any position, 
you're going to be known as a sellout. You're going to be known as a person that's willing to do anything to get anything. And they will keep lowering the price and lowering the bar until you have no choice. They're going to throw you away. Mm. Don't ever, and, and, and I want to put this spin on it also, Gerard, because we have not talked about this, mm-hmm. is, that, is that normally in a culture where there's abuse of power, there are also people like in, in Hollywood, I promise you, there were people who found out there were women who found out that, that Mr. Weinstein would um, would um, give positions for favors. Mm-hmm. And, and so in their desperation to, to make a name for themselves, there's some who have went and offered their, their, their services for position. Wow. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes. And, and so and so and, and because that kind of abusive culture invites that kind of misbehavior. Yes. And that kind of selling yourself short and, and that kind of doing anything to, to, to get up the ladder of success. Mm-hmm. And so, th- th- man, this is a heavy this is a heavy discussion when it relates to this. But it's, it's one that needs to be had. Um, we have got to we've got to. First of all, the people who perpetrate this, the hurt, um, the Weinsteins and different people, they need to be confronted. It needs to be prosecuted the way it's being done now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, at some point, th- there has to be a place of redemption for them. How that works out is in the future and to be seen. But w- but it needs to be a, this whole thing needs to play out in such a way where it's discouraging to abusers of power mm-hmm. to even try it. Right. Right. Because I mean, I got let me tell you something. I got I got daughters, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I got four daughters and six. Uh, uh, let me see, one, two, six granddaughters. Mm-hmm. And, and and four daughters and six granddaughters, and, and that's a big deal to me. I don't want them taking nobody taking advantage of my daughters. That's right. No, so yeah, no, it's 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 serious business, and uh, and I think part of the reason that we we need to discuss it is because uh, it is obviously impacting many people in our world, uh, and not just in entertainment, but there are people who go to everyday jobs who have to deal with sexual harassment. Um, and this type of thing. And um, my hope is that uh, much like many of the women who are finally starting to talk about it, that, you know, people will find freedom to talk about it and know that there are safe places to talk right. about this kind of thing. Um, and that, you know, not every man in power operates in the way that Weinstein and several others have, that there are men who you can talk to, um, there are women who you can talk to, and that you don't need to uh, do this kind of thing to advance your cause. This has taken an interesting turn today, but it's necessary. It's hey, necessary. Gerard, let me say one thing, yes. one more thing before we, we end. Mm-hmm. I, it just came, it came on my heart to say this. Yes. The first time you are, you are approached like that, be emphatic. Don't leave, don't leave any doubt in, in the perpetrator's mind where you stand. Mm-hmm. Because if there's a doubt, they will keep trying, thinking they're weighing you down. Right. Let them know that what they're doing is inappropriate. Make them defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Make, make them say, oh, that's, I, didn't, I didn't mean anything by it. Or, oh, I'm sorry. Make them do that. And then after that, you'll you be good. But let, that establishes for them that you have boundaries and you don't play. Right. Right. That's important because, again, a lot of people will sit back and go, well, I didn't think it was that important and well, you know, and and try to explain it away. But no, there's not excuse for that kind of behavior and and you don't have to deal with that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And if (laughs) and if God can't give it to you, you don't want it. Come on. That's what we talk about. (laughs) You know, you, you don't want it because, yeah. 
he doesn't come with those kinds of strings. So anyway, <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap up. I hope that this has been helpful to you guys. Uh, by all means, we want to hear your feedback. So reach out to us by way of social media using the hashtag heart to heart. That's H-A-R-T, the number two, and then H-E-A-R-T. And then, of course, if you have questions that you want to ask, um, you can do that by using the hashtag AskHeart. Again, AskHeart. And uh, we'll be sure to ask those questions and get those answered for you on a future podcast episode. Be sure to subscribe via iTunes and Google Play. Rate us in those places and share us with your friends. And we'll be back next time as we can as we continue to get on course with Heart Ramsey. 